Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out all of our new content on fivereasonsports.com. We're going to have new trade stuff that's going to be constantly updated as things happen also expecting trade pieces from Greg Sylvander, Nikias Duncan, and even, I think he's going to get to it too, even our Alex Salido is going to be writing up something for you as well. So check out fivereasonsports.com, the only, that's right, the only all-free website in this market. But before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. How frustrating is it to shop for dress clothes? You can never seem to find the right fit, the right color, the right style. Maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it. So do what I did. Go talk to Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami, her private showroom located right across from Sunset Place, on Red Road. I know how difficult it is to park down there. It's not difficult to park near her office for whatever reason. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. I picked up a few shirts, three sports coats, which I've been rotating, and uh, now I'm thinking, eh, maybe I need some more, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call at 305 305- 310-2085. That's 305-310-2085. Nothing fits like custom tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to today's episode. Apologize for my voice. Um, as you may know, there's something going around right now, and when you have a five-and-a-half-year-old, sometimes you catch it. So I will try to get through this and then turn it over to Alf and to Alex. We're going to have both of them on this podcast, Alf on Sydney and Alex Toledo. This is a pre-trade deadline podcast, and we reserve the right, Alf, to do some others because things happen quickly. So if you know the Heat make a trade or somebody in their division makes a trade or conference that's important relevant to them we'll get into it there was one trade yesterday before we get to the heat um, your thoughts on the four-team trade that sent Robert Covington to Houston Clint Capella to Atlanta something to Minnesota I guess Malik Beasley I guess it was uh, and then I can't even remember the fourth oh Denver uh, Denver picked up I think a first round pick uh, from Houston does this move the needle for anybody in any way? 
Um, I think it moves the needle backwards for Houston. I really don't understand what they're doing. Uh, um, Clint Capella in a division in a, in a conference that you're trying to beat the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't understand how Clint Capella is expendable, especially with the size of the Lakers. Um, maybe you try to small ball them to death, but can you do that for 48 minutes? I mean, like I understand that the 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 modern day set the 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 modern day center has to be a stretch a stretch five, but there is still something to be said for rim protection, rebounding, and size. I just don't understand. I really don't. I don't get what they're doing as far as Clint Capella is concerned. Um, I know the money is a concern, but they've. I mean, we're like we we've talked about the Rockets in the past, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're constantly taking money off of a credit card, right? And hoping to pay, they can pay it back later. And now I feel like it's catching up to them. They, I don't see how they could be contenders in the West without a legitimate five, um, without a legitimate size. And I, I think what you said, I think the credit card finally came due. Um, their owner basically said that, you know, they didn't want to pay tax uh, like they've been paying tax. And so, uh, you know, th- this hits with just about every franchise. What's funny about it is it was their general manager who's created the financial problems in the N- NBA right now with the comments, which comments I agree with, by the way. Uh, but, you know, his comments uh, when everything was going on earlier this year about China. And so, you know, it's funny because he's the one that basically has cut the cap down. Um, and and now we have their owner who basically said, I don't want to spend any more money. I do think what's interesting about Capella is, think of where we were a year ago where our upside comparison for Bam Adebayo was Clint Capella, right? I, mean, what, I was going right? to say that. I was right. going to say that. Right. Wasn't that what we were talking about? Yeah. If, ba- if Bam can be Clint, and, and I kept saying, well, actually, if you look at Bam's first two seasons, they were somewhat better than Clint's, um, so maybe he can be a little better. He's not going to be a little better. He's a hell of a lot better already, okay? I mean, right now, third season where they were trying to dump we him. Hoping, we were hoping Bam would be a rim runner and a rim protector. That's, that's what we it. were, that's what we were hoping that was his ceiling. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he does, he does so, many thing Clint, so many things Clint Capella can, couldn't hope to do. Um, but like, I, but I, feel, I still think Clint Capella is a good player, a good center. Like, Clint Capella next to Bam would actually be a very, very interesting scenario. Oh, yeah. um, that's a the spacing would be an issue, but uh, a guy like that, a rim protector and a rebounder, a defensive presence in the middle next to Bam would be fun. Um, we have to see Bam shoot a little bit more from the perimeter, right? Um, than he does now, but uh, I, I yeah, you you you're, the Rockets want to be a contender, but like you said, that credit card bill came due, and uh, there's always a guy at the top that does that eventually decides they don't want to pay that anymore, but. Usually you don't see you don't you don't see a guy like Clint Capella being the casualty. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, we thought that was an okay contract at the time. Like that, that didn't look. I mean, it was it was expensive, but it didn't look like a Bismack Biombo contract. It didn't look like something that you know big that you were going to be looking to dump. He looked like a player who still had some upside. I didn't think he had a lot of upside, but he had some upside, and and he did seem like a modern big in some ways. Um, but they've they've obviously decided no. I, I look, I don't like their chances anyway. Because uh, I, I think their backcourt uh, implodes when it matters, both of them. And and now they're going to do it together. Uh, so I, mean, I, I did, just – I don't see it. Did you see last night where Austin Rivers apologized for getting a rebound at the end of the game because it lost yeah. James Harden a triple-double? 
Yeah, that's their. That team. encapsulates their entire. That, 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 that's their team. They're not being. I mean, we're seeing the Clippers tonight against the Heat. Um, that they're not beating the Clippers in a playoff series, and I don't think they're beating the Lakers either. And I don't think that this one helped. All right, let's get to some Heat stuff. I know that that Alex has some wacky trade scenarios when he joins us this morning, but uh, let's just talk about justice specifically. All right, because you know I did some exploration the past couple of days. Um, I can tell you there is some interest in him around the league. Now I I was pretty clear on Twitter that just because there's interest in him doesn't mean the heat are looking to move him. Okay. So this happens all the time during the trade season where it's like, Oh, these teams talked about this player. Well, yeah, but who was the team talking? Okay. And that's, I mean, you can ask about anybody, Uh, but I can say that there is some interest and this is relevant because he's a player who's still injured and there's no timetable on his return and there hasn't been a timetable. And right now, before they were saying two weeks and I told you that was just because they were putting people off. Now after the two weeks, they're not saying anything. They're just, so I, I don't know when he's coming back. Um, and I don't know if other teams know, but I can tell you that at least one team uh, requests some, requested some medical information on him. Um, so there, there is interest and they're not the only team that has expressed interest. So there is some interest in him from around the NBA. Uh, so let's get back to the justice discussion. Yeah, can we get a hint? Exactly what you would do uh, about a team. Um, oh, oh, can I ask you a question? Yes. <laughs> if you don't like this, well, we could just take it out. But does the first name of the team rhyme with flan, like the like the Hispanic pastry dessert, whatever you want to call it? Well, let's take a river walk down to the next okay. part of this episode, and, right. and 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 we'll discuss it. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, you're on to it. Um, I'm so, this is why I was such a bad poker player. Like literally I used to host, <laughs> I used to host poker games in my apartment, um, every week, uh, with Jason Jackson basically hosted it. He would take it over. Uh, and Sedano was here and Israel were here and others, others in sports media were here. And I literally lost every time we'd play, we'd play two $40 games. And every time I was out 80 bucks and the pizza. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm so, so, so I, you know, I'm not uh, very good at this. Um, but anyway, there's a team that has requested some stuff on them and there are other teams that I have heard are interested. So let's go to you first, Alex, since, uh, since you decided to, uh, to, to butt in with, uh, with your, your Texas comments there. Would you? Uh, I mean, what you're are, making it less and less subtle. I, I tried what, 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 what are what are the circumstances in which you would deal uh, deal Justice Winslow? See, and that's exactly what I was going to ask you. We're, we're getting this chemistry going, like the Heat, but uh, we're in midseason form. But yeah, the thing with Winslow is like, who is really worth trading him for at this point, right? Because the thing I I think what I've come down to is that besides like a big name second scorer. Like, I'm not even talking about uh, a Drew Holiday type or anything like that. A role player that the, that you can try to get right now, like, who do they need? What do they need more at this point? A point of attack defender, a three and four defender, or a big guy who can play defense, right? Like, what are you really trading him for at this point? Because I don't think Iguodala makes sense. Like, they're pretty much giving you more or less the same production. I think Winslow has a higher upside, and he obviously uh, – what do you call it? Is like 23, 24. <laughs> so I just don't think that that's a move that makes a lot of sense unless you know he's not going to play for a long time. You get me? That's something that's a big factor here. But I just don't know what's worth trading him for. Like, I, I don't know that trading him for, I don't know, let's say some names that we've heard in the past. Mm-hmm. 
who are maybe who a lot of Heat fans maybe see as questionable. I don't know if it's worth trading him for, right? If it's not a two-way player who fits what the team is doing right now, if it's and it also if it's not somebody who really raised the ceiling of the team. Like I, in my opinion, I think Drew Holiday raises it a little bit. Like I think more than a lot of Heat fans think. Like yesterday, I posed the question again about including Nunn and Winslow in a package for him, and a lot of people really didn't like. I'm like, first of all, the Pelicans wouldn't even like that for mm-hmm. the most part. And like people don't really understand that it's more about of a, a, a figuring out when is the time to strike at this point. Cause I don't know if trading Winslow just for the sake of trading him makes a lot of sense. All right. So, or so let, let's get to some stuff rapid fire with you guys on this, because uh, you, you hit on some things there. I want to hit quickly. Uh, the first thing is, is, is this um, Kendrick. Uh, well, well, okay. Let, let me ask you this question, Alf. If you could trade right now, if you're, if you're, you're throwing someone into a package, okay, as, uh, you know, maybe it's for a, a smaller type deal. We're talking to Iguodala, Jay Crowder, you know, somebody along those lines. Covington was moved yesterday, so he's obviously off the table. But let's look at, uh, if I was to say to you, you can trade right now Justice Winslow or Derek Jones Jr. Alf, you trade who? I would trade Derek Jones Jr. And the only reason is not because um, – I value him more or less than Justice. I just feel like Justice's value is at an all-time low mm-hmm. uh, because of the um, because of the injury issues. So if you're gonna, tr- I would, I just, I feel like Justice Winslow is worth more than what you're gonna get for him right now. So you're selling low on a player with a huge upside as far as an elite defender, secondary playmaker, uh, could be a starting point guard on a, on a on a deep playoff team. And you're going to be selling him for pennies on the dollar because of all the injury issues. Right now, Derek Jones Jr. is probably at the height of his value. Um, so if you're going to get something for either of those guys, you're going to get more for Derek Jones Jr. right now than you would for Justice Winslow. But are you? Right. Here, here's, here's another reason I would question that, and I'll throw this to Alex. I, I, I'm with you that he's the height of his value in terms of a player, but also he's a player you have to sign, right? So I, th- that, yep. that's the only – so I, I'm wondering from another team's perspective, but that's an expiring. You, you, well, it's expiring for now, but if you're going to make it worthwhile, you're going to want to sign him, right? So, like, I guess the question is how invested is another team going to be in Derek Jones Jr.'s future? And does another team – and this plays into it, guys. I think this gets underrated. Other teams are not as confident in their own development ability as the Heat are in theirs. So, it's like when teams are making a trade for a Heat player, uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of teams recognize what they are and what they're not. And so there are some teams that may trade for a player and think, I don't know if we'll be able to get him to the same level that the Heat did or at least advance him in the same way that the Heat might have. I think that does come up at times. Um, I, I'm with you about Justice's value being at an all-time low. It's why I said the other day, this is dependent on whether you think you really want to contend this year because if you want to contend this year, you've got to get something out of that roster spot. You just do. Like You can't have – you've got a dead roster spot in terms of playing with Udonis. We've got a dead roster spot with Dion. It was tried. It didn't work. All right. They've made something out of the Olenek and James Johnson roster spots, but not a ton. Silva's not really ready to contribute regularly. So they've got a lot of dead roster spots. So that's why I said if you're trying to compete this year, then you either got to get justice or you got to get something for justice that's useful. If you don't think that this was really a championship type year anyway, or you don't think there's really a benefit to getting to, say, the Eastern Conference Finals instead of the second round, you don't think there's that much of a benefit, then I think you, you hang tight. Alex, do you see Derek Jones Jr. as a core piece of the Heat future? See, with my biases, I would like to think so because I would really hate to see Derek Jones Jr. go despite everything. I really like watching him dunk. 
I still see like, oh man, I still see all the potential with him more than I see like the negatives of the fact that they're really, uh, their offense just goes off a cliff when he gets in the game, according to the numbers. Uh, like I still see the positives more with, 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 you know, with him than other guys of his level, right? Like I'm a little bit biased, but at the same time, I understand everything, right? Like I would probably agree with everything you guys just said there about uh, the timing because of the contract and it doesn't really make sense to sign him to potentially a, like a $12 million per year contract if it even gets to that level. I don't think that makes sense for the Heat to go with. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't know how much his upside it really is. Whereas Winslow is like, we know he gets to a higher level. We know that when he's healthy, he produces at a higher level on, even on both ends of the floor than Derek Jones Jr. does. So I, I definitely agree with you guys about he's the one that's uh, – that makes the most sense to be traded, but he's the funniest guy in the locker room. And I think it would really take away that part. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. I mean, that stuff matters, but they're going to, that's part of this that is going to be complicated for them. Uh, and now with Myers Leonard getting hurt too, and, and didn't make the trip is they have, they have this really interesting chemistry mix in the locker room. And if they, some of these pieces, it's like Heat fans are like, well, you should trade Myers. He's the last year of his contract or maybe Derek's the guy to trade. And you don't know how that's going to ripple effect through a locker room. I, I've seen this happen. Um, even 2013, 2014, uh, when they, they, well, obviously the Mike Miller amnesty, they, but, but, and nobody talks about the other one, Joel Anthony trade, right? Like Joel was not that useful a player to them anymore, but he had started on a finals team. And I have told this story before, but I don't know if I've told it on this pod. So we were in, in Georgetown in DC for shoot around. And the way it works at Georgetown is it, 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 the McDonough Hall is all the way in the damn back. Okay, it's nowhere near anything. So the buses come up, and and I don't even think Uber was like a real big thing there five years ago. You'd have to tell me. I know Lyft wasn't, although our, our guy here uh, knows a little more about that than I do. So I think we were looking for a taxi. And as we come out of shoot-around, the Woj report, we've just seen these guys in shoot-around. And as we come out, the Woj report comes out that Joel Anthony has been traded. And a salary cap and a luxury tax dump. And I guess LeBron had gone to sleep as soon as he got back to the hotel. So he didn't see it until right before the game. Um, that night that he gave up 73 to Washington. And I've never seen a more dour locker room. They were pissed. And so I, I think you have to take this stuff into consideration. When you trade a player who's a core piece of your locker room chemistry, like Rio went in the tank after that. Okay. Cause he, he and Joel were really close. I think you've got to consider it. All right, back to uh, Alf on this then. Uh, in two years, will DJJ be as good a player as Justice has gotten to now? Because that's the age difference. It- um, man, that's a good question. The uh, where the one thing I've seen is his three point five has gotten better. It's still not great, but um, I mean, Justice's best year as a thirty eight percent shooter. That's a good shooter. Uh, would Justice ever get back to that? It didn't look like it at the beginning of this year, but we also know that he was dealing with some injury issues uh, the entire time. So um, the shooting, I could say, I, I, could, I mean, looking at DJ JM, he could probably get to 38%, 36%, maybe 35% three-point shooting. But the, the, the difference between the two guys, Justice is, um, I don't know if he'll ever be the, de- uh, the defensive player Justice is, just because Justice's instincts are – out of out of this world and will he ever develop into the playmaker justice developed it into one of the things that if you ever pay attention to heat twitter during a, a um a heat game is the 
the constant complaints about Derek Derek Jones Jr.'s ball handling. Um, mm-hmm. Super athletic, uh, you know, great offensive rebounder, very disruptive, very long, very good defender, very good in the zone. But one of the things uh, about Derek Jones Jr., he's great in the zone and he, he does some man, man-to-man things. But at the end of the day, uh, end of a game, when, you, when you're just trying to lock up another team and you're going man, Justice Winslow is invaluable at that right. point. And, and, and also, and like I said before, the ball handling. He just – I don't know if he'll ever be the ball handler playmaker that Justice is. If, if He's taken giant leaps in the last two, three years, but will he ever take that leap? Because ball handling is one of those things that either a guy has it or he doesn't. And right now, Derek Jones Jr., as good as he is and as valuable he is, he just doesn't have the ball handling side. I mean, honestly, that's never going to happen. That is like so – that is further away than like the heat getting Giannis from happening. And like I said, I love <laughs> Derek Jones Jr., man. Like having somebody who can dunk like that on a on a regular basis is underrated. Like forget the analytics, man. Like this guy is just fun to watch. Like it well, might – it brought me to basketball. Well, also, it also it gets the crowd into it too. I mean, I think, I think some of it, you know, I think if you did, we should really do a statistical study on this. Like when he has one of those dunks, they always seem to be in the middle of runs, like at home. Like it gets the crowd into it. And I think you're right. It is underrated because there are some situations where Goran Dragic, who's not the greatest lob thrower, they've thrown some really good ones lately, or somebody else might get stuck, right? Like they're in the paint and they got stuck, but, oh, there's Derek soaring up above everybody. Like vertical spacing matters. And he provides that in a way that, you know, Bam's the other guy that provides it on this team. So I mean, I do think it matters. I, I agree with you. And again, this is why I see the positives with him and, and potentially how he could be uh, better used as a player given his, his weaknesses, right? Because like he's such a, he can be such a good offensive rebounder. I think if he just like developed the dribble enough where he could just go down the lane, right? He doesn't need to be, I don't even think he needs to be near Justice Winslow's caliber because the thing with Justice is it's more his passing ability and instinct and than it is his ball handling. Because even I have said in the past that Justice is a good ball handler but would be a better served if he was a, a great one because of his uh, offensive deficiencies. Like, he doesn't have a pull-up threat. And I think, like, Derrick Jones Jr. is so far away from even where Justice is that it's not even, like, worth talking about. I think the thing with DJJ is they don't really use him as a, as a paint guy anymore. Like, he used to roll a little bit more, I think, in the beginning of the season, and now he's just kind of used as a 3 and D guy, but there's no 3. Like, he's gotten better at it. I don't mind him taking the shots. But there needs to be a threat of him, like, doing something in the paint. And I think that's when he looks really good, when he gets out in transition, which obviously has been harder because they're not playing great defense. But also, like, he's not rolling to the rim as much. He's not cutting to the rim as much. He should do it more. I would like mm-hmm. to see that because he's always playing next to shooters, too. Yeah, no doubt. All right, one more guy I want to get to with you who's on the current team, and then I'm going to leave you guys to handle all of Alex's crazy trade requests. Um, <laughs> say, to say my voice and also because uh, – uh, you know, just uh, uh, I've got to go somewhere, so I'm going to let you guys handle it. But let, let's talk about Kendrick Nunn for a second because I, I feel like, again, there's this disconnect. He's being thrown into every trade, uh, including by Alex, and he just won Rookie of the Month again. Uh, he's won Rookie of the Month for every month in the Eastern Conference this year. October, November was combined, December, and now January. He's basically won for four months, although it counts as three. The most any Heat rookie has ever won for is Karan Butler for four. Um, and I feel like we – and he's on literally the best contract in the league. 
Okay. Like not on the team. He's on the best. I mean, for if we, if we did this study, right? Like he is in the best contract in the league. Like they're not paying him anything for two years. And then they can, they can sign him over the cap with the bird rights, which was brilliant by Andy and the entire organization, which means that they can, I mean, basically they have, they have a starting two guard for free essentially. And we're all trying to trade him. I, what, I mean, we talk about justice all the time, but what would you trade Kendrick Nunn for? Yeah, that, that's just Alex. I'm not, I'm not, listen, honestly, listen. I don't want to be misrepresented here. I don't mean to interrupt you all real quick. <laughs> I don't want to be misrepresented here. I think Kendrick Nunn has been a huge part of their success this year, and I would only trade him. And even then, like, I would be a little bit hesitant. I would have to really, like, dig into the, the numbers and projections. But right now, the only person I would trade him for on the, that's on the market is Drew Holiday. And even then, is like like I said, I would be hesitant. I think Drew Holiday is really good, and he's not, none is ever going to get to that to defensive level that Holiday is. And I think Holiday is already – this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At a similar level to where none is on offense. So I think that's one guy that, that, that I'm like really tempted but I get why you would want to keep the cost-controlled asset. It makes a lot of sense. Like you said, in the short term, he is probably the best contract in the league, given the production he's giving you. And, and it's pretty steady at this point. Like, he's not really up and down, gray shooter. Like, he, he can, you know, speed past big guys to the rim. He's, he's good. Man, we saw how much they missed him when he missed a few games. So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, that, and that's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of deals out there. That uh, that uh the Heat Twitter and people are talking about, and I just don't see how a lot of them move the needle, unless you're talking about like Drew Hall, like the Drew Holiday thing to me is super interesting, right? I would give up, you know, maybe a Goran Dragic and a Justice Winslow for a Drew Holiday. Um, I would give up a Kendrick Nunn uh, for a Bradley Beal. Those kind of deals, I understand why you would just unload some of your assets where you feel like it's a win now move, like you were talking about earlier. But a lot of these other deals are people talking about Robert Covington, Trevor Ariza. Um, <laughs> I'm not trading any of our any of the any of the Heat's young assets for any of those guys. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It has to be something that 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 
gives them a win now, uh, gives them a win now chance. And the problem, one of the problems is, problems is, like you said, Ethan, the guys that the Heat, uh, the assets that other people want, they're so cheap. Yeah, the best players on the Heat are really cheap. So to get the to get some of these guys in the league that people want that are making 18, 19 million a year. Now you have to throw in salary quote unquote filler. And who out of, out of the guys that make over 12 million on the heat, who do other teams want? They're going to want Goran Dragic or, or or Myers Leonard guys who are expiring deals and guys who are actually valuable to the team. So you're going to end up having to send three, four players back for one guy. And then the heat are close to whatever that cap apron i'm not a capologist or whatever so it's going to leave you back where you started where you're at 13 14 players and you can't get to your 15 your, your full 15 man roster so this thing is like a lot more complicated than people than people make it out to be and it's because i think it's the heat thing the heat's uh, biggest uh, assets like you said are like, cheap would, i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt man but the, the leif uh keeps saying like and i think it's something uh to really focus on is that they can really like with Ellisburg, they don't really got to worry about like those secondary things. Like I'm pretty sure they have like if they were to go through with some of these trades, they would have those kinds of things figured out. Like you could throw in some of these guys who are making 800k a year uh, to make the roster spots work. But yeah, go, uh, go ahead. Well, well, well I, well, I was told Alex that um, that the Jimmy Butler transaction and uh, the way that was done to get it in, uh, uh, two people in the league told me that was the most complicated uh, major trade transaction that they'd seen in a long time that was executed in about 15 minutes. So I, 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 you know, and at some point I'll give everybody the details on them when, on that, when I have them completely, but I have uh, a lot of confidence, like you said, in their ability to offload if they need to offload. Uh, with that being said, I, I think we have to look seriously at a guy like Kendrick Nunn and you, and look, Alf is right. I mean, there's his contract so small that there's all these other parts that you have to do to get there. It's kind of like when you're playing blackjack, Right. And, and you, you dealt a low card at first. Right. And then it's like, okay. So, so when you start hitting with the other cards, you know, there's a chance, you know, you, 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 if you're, if you're dealt a three at the beginning, right, you start hitting and eventually you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to go over. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what it is with some of these trades things. Cause some of the heat players are just not easily tradable because like you said, they're, they're on really low deals, but I, I think this is one more question. And, and then I, I'm going to let you guys handle the second spot of this. In 15 seconds or less, they are roughly the same age now. Okay, so we've talked about Justice Winslow's age for so long. Who is the better player when healthy right now? Justice Winslow or Kendrick Nunn? Alex. Well, who is better right now? Who is more right productive now. in this second? I mean, it's Kendrick Nunn. If, if healthy. If healthy. If healthy. I, I still got to say it's Kendrick Nunn. Like, as much as I love Justice, we need to see – if he goes back to the level that he's been at for the past season and a half, two seasons, whatever you want to say, like, I do believe that he'll get back to that level, but who knows uh, how long it takes. And I'm just talking about like the, you know, the polish with the, with the spot of shooting, uh, the pick and roll offense and elite defense, like the combination of all of those things. And maybe uh, finishing at the rim, like that would, I think, put hit him over the top of none. Al, he's a better player right now. I w- if, you, if you're talking about fully healthy, I'm still going to go with Justice. And it's it, and my sole reason is because Justice is the kind of guy who's going to close games for you. And I don't know if Kendrick Nunn is going to close a lot of games. Just because, yes, offensively, he, is, he can create his own shot. He's really good. But closing games uh, defensively, 
He there are times where he is just he's a big hole in that defense. Justice Winslow, fully healthy, 38% uh, three-point shooter, can create his, his own shot. We've watched him close games. We've watched him go toe-to-toe with Kawhi Leonard at the end of a, the Raptors game. So, like, it, we, we've seen what Justice can do to close games. He's actually really good. The problem is it's honestly not a fair question to Kendrick Nunn because Kendrick Nunn is available and Justice mm-hmm. Winslow is not. Right. So, it's, yes, we can talk about hypotheticals. But right now, Kendrick Nunn has missed, what, two games the entire season? Mm-hmm. And Justice Winslow's missed, like, 30. So yeah, it, it, And it doesn't matter how – that's what I'm saying. I mean, Justice has been, you know, quote-unquote, developing in the heat system for all this time. <clears throat> Kendrick Nunn was bouncing around. Like I said, they're the same age. So you have to evaluate them from where they are right now. We talk about all the time about how old Kendrick is and how young Justice is. <laughs> they're, 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 they're less than a year apart, right, at this stage. So – I think it's a fair question. Um, I would go with Justice also, like you said, because we've seen him close. But right now, I don't think there's a lot of trust inside the organization that he's always going to be healthy or available. And I think there's more trust in Kendrick right now. And, and Before you go, can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. If you had to bet money, obviously, don't. It, this doesn't need to be a prediction, but if you had to bet money on one or the other, uh, will Justice Winslow be available on a regular basis in the playoffs for the Heat? What would you put your money on? No. Oh, man. You see, that's what I, I knew that you were going to tell me that. And this will be good content. Yeah, this will be good. All right, so we'll get to that. The other thing that you guys are going to get That's not good. Uh, well, I, I think that's where we're at. Like, there's no update. Um, I let, I let, one thing that you guys are going to get to here uh, is guys like Drew Holiday, LaMarcus Aldridge, and who's worth it, right? Because and we talked about San Antonio. Clearly, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is there for the taking, I think, but it, it depends what the offer is going to be. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. You see all those Uncle Sam's and Lady Liberties twirling their signs out there. That can mean only one thing. It is tax season, but instead of losing your hard-earned cash to companies that hide behind a costume or DIY software that specializes in headaches, give Palacio, Palacio, and Zimmerman a call. PPZ has been providing premium accounting and tax services to clients for over 25 years. They'll make the filing process simple through close one-on-one support and maximize your return using their exceptional expertise. So if you're ready to file, call 305-595-0303. Again, that's 305-595-0303 or visit ppzllc.com. That's ppzllc.com. Alex, go with your trade scenarios. Listen, before you go, yes or no, are any of those guys worth it? The Spurs guys, Drew, Gallo. I'll let you discuss. Oh, Have fun. On. Have fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're back. I'm actually going to let you control a lot of this uh, segment because oh god, I think no, because I think everyone knows how I feel about the, the all these trade scenarios, trade talk, the the entire just the entire thing where I'm just like come like I just would rather talk about the games. You know, you know how I am about this stuff, man. It's trade guys, deadline week, man. It's not like I know, wait, I know. Before, like this is the time. I know transactions Tomorrow. are fun, man. I know I can, I, I get it, but um, I. I I just feel like there's so much speculation. I feel like the Heat are doing nothing. They're not. They, I just. I don't. I feel like the Justice Winslow injury has blown up any any trade scenarios. Um, I don't feel like they're willing to get rid of Derek Jones Jr. And those are the two guys right now that, when you look at them, um, you would say that those are going to be main parts of a trade package, unless they, unless, like I said, unless it's Bradley Beal, Victor Oladipo, so like 
one of these huge and Bradley Beal, I don't think can be traded to the summer anyway. So unless it's one of these huge trade packages, I just think, I think they stand firm. They hope justice comes back. And when justice comes back, if he does, which right now I, we just heard what Ethan said, I feel like it's hugely in doubt, but justice coming back is exactly what they need. I mean, that's they're They would be trading for a justice Winslow type player. Um, so with Justice injured, I just don't feel like they have the assets to make a really um, a really significant trade. And the Derrick Jones Jr. thing, we can keep – I just – same thing with Derrick Jones Jr. I just don't know if the rate of the, – the rate of return on, on Derrick Jones Jr. is worth it at this point. And then you have Myers Leonard, who just got hurt right before the trade deadline, with, who had an expiring contract who would be attractive. And then you have Goran Dragic, who they need. They need that, that scoring punch off the bench. They can't, just, they can't just get rid of Dragic in a move that doesn't net them something huge in return, and I don't know what that's going to get them. So what are your trade scenarios? Who, who do you want so badly? So listen, I think this is a pretty good conversation about because it's very emblematic of, like, what's going on with Heat Twitter right now and the trade deadline. As it, you know, it's tomorrow at 3. And um, – it's very much like a, like a what's your what's your way of approaching this type of conversation? Because you're saying that it's not worth making a fringe move, especially if it involves trading justice, and even if it involves trading DJJ. Whereas, like me, I really don't want to see either of those two guys go. I really like both of them. Really like you know, I I think they could be really good role players next to good players like Jimmy and Bam uh, when they're healthy and if they're kind of empowered the right way. But at the same time, uh, if they're really trying to compete, I think it makes a lot of sense to to check out those avenues because it's obvious at this point. But what avenues? Not, that's, that's the thing. What are the avenues? Who are the guys? Them, the, the, guys that, the guys that everyone's looking for are, are making $15, $18 million a year, right? No, so but you, I think there's different tiers to it at this point. I think that's what I was going to – that's that's what I was going to get to is that – it depends on what type of guy you're trying to get where it's like, I, I, I kind of get always looking at it. Like I'm still not opposed at all to just keeping it as is. Because again, the main thing to me with that approach is that you have so many cost controlled assets that it's good to have that flexibility, especially in spite of what's happened the past few seasons where it looked like they had little to no flexibility before everything transpired the way it did this summer. But to me, the thing is, is like, if you're, let's say you're prioritizing bam hero, uh, obviously Jimmy, you're not going to trade away Duncan Robinson. Uh, maybe none is like almost there, but he's kind of like uh, maybe available for the right guy. Obviously, that hasn't been reported anywhere, but what we do know is those other guys that I just mentioned have kind, kind of have been reported. And uh, like, even, I'm not even really talking about trading Kendrick Nunn or Justice Winslow at this point because, like I said, I would be hesitant to trade them for pretty much anybody not named Drew Holiday. Like, I was trying to see what Ethan thought about trading them for that type of caliber of player or one of the Spurs guys, or, or Danilo Gallinari, who everybody seems to want for the Heat. Well, Gallinari is interesting, but what do you have to get? Like, let's say it's a de- – and here's the thing, right? <laughs> this is what Heat fans do, and Heat fans are famous for throwing a Deion Waiters or a James Johnson in one of these trades where, why, where you have to ask yourself, why would the other team do that, right? So to get uh, – Gallinari makes, what, 18 million, 19 million a year right now? I'm not sure, but basically so, the idea would be just to throw those in as salary filler uh, 
Well, then why, but why would, to the to the to whatever else you're giving that has more value, like a Justice or DJJ? And like I said, I'm not really with the Gallinari thing because I think defense is a problem for them more than getting a four who can score. I think I just don't I just don't understand why OKC would do that. The guys that you're going to have to throw in as far as salary, quote unquote, filler are going to be Goran Dragic or Myers Leonard. And Myers Leonard right now just had the ankle injury, so I don't know if that's viable. And I don't know why. And unless you're getting a big man back, I mean, and I know that I know that there's fans that that don't like Myers, um, but who else are you playing at the five for that many minutes a game? I think something you got to consider here, and I, again, I'm not really somebody that's floated around Myers at all in any of these scenarios. And I have something dropping uh, later today about this, and I'm not going to do a trade scenario article. It's going to be organized, kind of into tiers, like what I'm talking about here. But what I'm what I'm going to say right now is, is it worth it to trade one of those guys? like Justice DJJ and Salary Filler for one of the caliber that we're talking about. I think the context here is important. All three of these teams, New Orleans, San Antonio, uh, OKC, they're all – the, are they all in the same – no, they're not in the same division, but they're all in the West and they're all going for that eighth seed right now in the Western Conference. And I think they're all trying to uh, recoup some how, young, young stuff while also getting guys who can help you in the, in the moment. Like that's been but, reported. But, how, exactly, but so who, who helps Pelicans. them? Who we helps just them? Said it. Dragic, Kelly. I think those guys can put, can be solid players in their rotation. Like Chris Paul, they would still have Chris Paul and, and Shea. I think if you, if you just give them like a multitude of guys, they can actually play while also being able to sell to the fans that we got some more guys like uh, who we can stockpile with this young core because Chris Paul is not going to stay there for, uh, you know, after his contract is up, like he might be done after that. They're they're going to be moving on, and they're not in any rush to acquire young pieces because they have so many picks. But at the same time, uh, Gallinari is like somebody they could cash in on. I'm not even in on Gallinari like that, really. But I, what I, I I was just going to say to you, do you not just, think it's worth it to to go after like a fringe player if you're talking not including Justice or DJJ in a trade? Well, I mean, we can talk about it all, all we want, but if you're if you're not including Justice or DJJ, I don't see why anybody would do it. That's my whole thing. I don't see you, – you're, you're unwilling to part with Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Hero, uh, of course, right? Those are the, those guys, they better net you an, a superstar. Um, Justice Winslow, if you're a team like San Antonio that's trying to make the eighth seed, I don't know how a guy who might not play this year is an attractive piece. I also don't see how you include a guy like Goran Dragic as salary filler when he's scoring 16 points a game for you off the bench. So that – that that's my whole thing right now. I just don't see where I don't see any big pieces moving. And then the fringe pieces are going to cost you too much because your guys don't make a lot of money. Like I said before, the, the salaries in the NBA, the salaries have to match. And I like Kelly Olynyk is an interesting prospect, right? That's the one where you might see somebody say, well, Kelly Olynyk." you could see a Greg Popovich saying I could use Kelly Olynyk." Kelly, Kelly seems like a kind of guy that, uh, Popovich feels could fit in his system, but what else has to go with Kelly to to, to get any kind of return? Do you do Kelly Olynyk? Just talking about like a fringe role player, not even somebody of a high level. Maybe somebody who, like a Trevor. Nick, Reza? What if you do like? Okay, obviously, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. But what if you do like Kelly a second and maybe something else for Jay Crowder and another piece from the Grizzlies not named? They're not going to do that. No one's going to do that, they're, man. They're like just getting a free second, and they're not really losing any like. Kelly from from Jay Crowder and Kelly's not going to make a difference because they have their core. Like Jay Crowder's not 
making a difference for them in their rotation. So they if that was the kind of deal you're talking about and a free second round pick. But that's what I'm trying to post to you. Post to you. If that's the kind of if that's the, the kind of deal you're talking about, I mean, I'm I'm all in. Right. If that's the kind of okay. deal you're talking, if you, you're saying Kelly second rounder for Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder, uh, basically a three and D guy. Uh, Who hasn't shot well this year because he's like 30% from three, but you hope that, you know, he's not going to be the only shooter in the lineup, so there's not pressure on him to hit a bunch of threes. And he could just move laterally better than Kelly can. Um, now, that, that that completely – you also then that means you have to hope that Chris Silva can play some backup five minutes. Um, man, and he's he, rough with the rebounding, man. It, they it, give up so many offensive rebounds when he's in the game. Like, it's, it's yeah. really bad. Like, way worse rates than, than Myers or Kelly. But you're also – and you're not playing Kelly Olenek that much. Anyway, so I, I, a move like that I could see. I could I, – I could I would sign off on something like that. But a lot of these other trade scenarios oh, – excuse me. Yeah, see, early morning podcast, man. Yeah, I'm over here on the opposite. <laughs> I, I just came from playing basketball in the gym, and, I, and I, I had one of those sports energy drinks earlier, so I'm still a little bit amped up from that. Yeah, I just woke up. Stop yeah. bragging. I mean, giving me any control uh, of any trade segment at this point is like giving Dion just the, the ball and be like, all right, come, let's come back say, and win a game and win a playoff series. I thought you were going to say giving Dion something else. and I was gonna... <laughs> No, that would have the opposite effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think we're kind of, we're in agreement on this where I, I just, honestly I don't see the Heat making any moves. I just – I think the Justice Winslow injury kind of blew up any chance of them making doing anything significant because I, I don't see them selling low on justice Winslow when they, they have him under control for another year. He could have a bounce back year next year. And by the trade deadline next year, he can net you something. I don't see them doing anything with DJ with Derek Jones jr. He just doesn't make enough money and you would have to include but again, his impending free agent, man. Like they got to deal with that. Like that's, that's coming. Whether you can avoid yeah, it. But are, are you going to, are you going to give up? Are you going to give up Goron? To get to get off of DJJ, like, it, but do you do you have to? Like, I don't think DJJ is somebody that you have to attach another valuable player to get off. of. What are you going to get back? Jared Jones Jr. makes no money. Again, we. Uh, but again, like, there's plenty of like role players that don't make much of a difference, like a Jay Crowder type. Jay Crowder is not the three and D guy he used to be when he played for like the Celtics or whatever. Uh, like somebody of that level where they're not, they're kind of almost inconsequential in the sense that they're back end rotation players. I think they can make that type of deal if they're really, really looking for it. They would have to include that second round pick they have. But uh, I, like, but like, what if you did something like? I feel like the only only trade scenario we've agreed on is DJJ and Kelly Olynyk for Jay Crowder. So what if you expanded <laughs> it to like, uh, I don't know, DJJ Kelly even like KZ in a second, and then you get Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and somebody else back who's like kind of young. Would you do a trade like that where you're kind of yeah, mixing I mean, it up? Yeah, I would do that. Not affecting too much, but you're kind of balancing out the roster a little bit more. I, I mean, I would do that. I just, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, kind of skeptical of uh, Memphis taking on a guy with two more years. And that's... I, I, don't, I don't think the money makes sense. I mean, like they're not going to be in the free agent game I think not for the next couple of years at least until they start making real noise in the playoffs like they're really really young still obviously they're ahead of schedule because of Ja and Jaron Jackson and the other guys they have doing well but like I don't think that's a big deal for them at this point and they have a good they have a good relationship with the Heat front office but like at this point it's like what about what about you do you feel like are you in on a higher caliber move like some like a like a decent forward I like I'm really in on Marcus Morris or would you be in on a a, a 
Aaron Baines type or, you know, another big or. Yeah, which, but what does it cost? Who's it to you to organize this? Because we only have a couple minutes left. Rank one through four. Because I know you don't really want to make a trade in, but what would you prioritize? This is the interesting part to me. Uh, getting a, a higher end guy like Gallo or one of the Spurs guys. Uh, two, uh, going for another role big like Aaron Baines or somebody of his caliber. Three, going for a combo four like a Marcus Morris. Or four, going for these guys we we're just talking about right now that are lower end rotation players. If you had to make a trade. Or at least maybe even two trades. I'm not restricting you to one. Like, what was what would be your priority? I mean, my priorities would first be a guy like Marcus Marcus Morris. Um, Finally, somebody that's on this with me. I no, like yeah, a guy who a a a, a, a player, a a, sla- a three slash four who can defend the perimeter, who can shoot a little bit. Like a three and D guy is who I really would like to see the Heat pick up. Secondly, would be an Aaron Baines type. Somebody that you compare uh, yes. a, a rim protector that you compare next to Bam, um, and who can shoot a little bit, right? Um, just because you need you need somebody to pair with Myers Leonard and Myers as as much as we love Myers, there there's not we're, we can't just sit here and say that there's no upgrade over Myers available. There are guys out there, um, and then after that it would be the fringe guys, and then I don't remember your fourth one, but <laughs> to it. be you handled it. To me, it's three and D guys first, and then it's uh, um, it's inside presence, an Aaron Baines type. But I just I don't see it happening because I don't see the Heat willing to part with the kind of assets that'll get you there. Um, but okay, so that's our trade episode. If anything big happens, we will come back and we will do another episode, uh, maybe a quick five, ten, fifteen minutes. Um, I don't think we're going to have to do one. I'm in Atlanta right now. Ethan's moving around. Alex probably has to go to sleep because he's been working all night. No, I didn't <laughs> even work. But, uh, but if anything happens, we will have another episode. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we are out. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.